And away we go. Oh. <laughs> You're surprised, like, yeah, I'm recording. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> Open this. <laughs> See, that's why you should ask if I'm ready to like start Oh, recording. yeah, sorry. Like, Open my beer first. <laughs> <laughs> Open a beer. That's your paddling. Ah, <laughs> oh, first Simpsons joke of the night. Oh man, look at that! Well, rant. first Simpsons joke of the of bo- the podcast. Yes, yeah. You know, we essentially wake up just <laughs> Simpsoning. <laughs> well, I woke up this morning, right, and I was watching uh, the the Poochie episode with Sabrina. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> and she was like, "Did I ask for you to put this on?" And I was like, you didn't have to. It was already on. She's like, no, it wasn't. (laughs) I mean, really, when are they going to finally dedicate um, a channel to 24? Just 24-hour Simpsons? 24-7 Simpsons, you know. It's like, it just just needs to have, they certainly have more than enough material. Are there enough Simpsons episodes to watch it for a week solid, 24-7, without... A repeat. Well, I did. They keep doing that with the fucking what's it called? The marathon. That's right on the FX channel. Yeah, on or the FX. Like that. Yeah, FXX or something. I mean, let's let's think. There are twenty four hours in a day, um, seven days in a week. So twenty eight seasons. Twenty eight seasons, and each hour would contain, um, if we're doing it with commercials, two episodes. Without probably three. Right. So, let's see. Um, Times seven. Oh, this is what we what our listeners love to hear. Math being done in real time. <laughs> you tuned into math. <laughs> Let's see. So that's 168 hours in a week. Times two, if we're saying with commercials, that's 336 episodes. Do you think there are 336 episodes of The Simpsons? Let's ask Google. Okay, Google. <laughs> Why do you do this every how, goddamn episode? <laughs> how many episodes of The Simpsons exist? Let's see. 634 episodes. Nice. All right. So you, we could do it yeah. like twice almost. <laughs> wow. And you listeners have learned something today yes. on this show. Go forth. Yes. Go forth. Take that knowledge with you. It's a queef in time. Use it only for <laughs> use it only for good, never for evil. And on that note, I'm Ernesto Mancibo. I'm Pablo Morali Martinez. And together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yes. Yes, yes. Yes, of course. Yes, yes. Oh. What a fucking week, man. Washington is getting hot. Yeah, I know. It's like I know we changed the format of the show, mm-hmm. but now it's like become unavoidable. Yeah. <laughs> what can we do? It's like, I mean, one day we're gonna be sitting here. It's like, well, you'll hear that like tone that all the phones emit when like there's a storm coming, but instead the message will be like, take shelter, um, missiles inbound. No, don't say that. And we'll Holy be like, shit! And we'll I be feel- like. We'll be like, hey, did you see Ready Player One? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. We're coming to you live from the RVT bunker. <laughs> in, in the Bensonhurst Badlands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh man, no, I, I, I would totally shit my pants if that were to happen. God, don't say shit like that. I was just talking to our mutual <laughs> friend Jamie about like, are we going to be that generation that the the generation to end all generations, which is like, that's you what know. the Bible says. <laughs> really, us? Well, the Bible is like the Bible says that the generation that witnesses the um, the creation of Israel will be the generation that experiences the end of the world. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Wait. Uh, <laughs> we have fun here. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to take it there. I know. I was like, I was going to say, I was going to take it in a different direction. I was like, and lo, the generation that thinks Coolio was a good idea will <laughs> see the end of time. What the hell do you have against Coolio? I don't know. That was He had that one song. He, ta- he taught us about the gangster's paradise. It's true. All right. And that was about it. And then he, he you, you you saw he's still rocking that hairdo despite the fact that he's like really? he has no like he's bald. Oh fuck! And, but he's still got like those tiny strands of. Oh, like... that's that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Ah, uh, that's 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 what we're here for to talk about Coolio. Um, no, but yes, we're we we need to talk about the serious, the serious <laughs> stuff. The serious stuff. Where do we where do we begin? Um, yeah, where would you like to begin? Well, I, you know, I'll I'll play it a little bit off the cuff right now. Yeah. Um, today I read and posted an article about um, uh, police officers in what is it Washington? Yeah. Um, being advised to just come in every day with riot gear, with right? their riot gear, their weaponry, and stuff like that. In case uh, Trump takes steps to uh, fire Special Prosecutor Mueller, I, I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, no, I definitely wouldn't put it past. Him. He's he's been feeling the heat. He's getting he's getting nervous. He's yeah. you know, he's sweating out that ridiculous comb over. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, what must be going through that guy's mind other than like, you know, when am I gonna get my next cheeseburger? Oh. You know, and then you know the his handlers have to like, you know, hose him down with like special sauce and shit. Ugh. Um, <laughs> Poor special sauce. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you have like more sympathy. It's pit, it, it's in Pritz, Pittsburgh actually. Pittsburgh, okay. Which is like, damn, fucking Mueller's operating in Pittsburgh. Now we know why he's so driven to like get the fuck out of there. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's for all our Pittsburgh fans. <laughs> <laughs> RVT has plenty of love for Pittsburgh. Yeah, if you're in Pittsburgh, move. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably never record there, yeah. but ah, <laughs> uh, that's what I love to do—alienating our listeners. What, um, what's uh, what's Pittsburgh's base, baseball team's mascot? Dude, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> they have sports teams, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> The and, pit- and if you know anything about our show is that we love to discuss <laughs> sports teams. The sports the team. The sports team. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, do you, do you, what do you think would be the reaction to uh, if Trump fired Mueller, like, say, tomorrow? I think people would be unbelievably pissed and uh, there would be very intense protests in the streets because it would be um, an unabashed movement to to saying i am i am this leader that wants to go 
unchallenged and uninvestigated. Like it would just be so naked. There's no way to spin that. You know, Comey said the same thing. He's like he only he only lives to serve himself, and that's why I think he's morally unfit to be the president. Oh yeah, and this is you know. I loved when he said that too. Yeah, like he was like he's out of office. He has nothing. No office. I mean, he's you know he's not working. Um, yeah, he's not acting FBI director. Right, right. So he can just basically say whatever the fuck yeah. he wants. He doesn't have any sort of NDA on him. So he's just like, yeah, he's a. He's a piece of shit. I felt like when I had that weird dinner with him yeah, alone in the White House. <laughs> I demand loyalty. I want loyalty. Can you be loyal? And, you know. And Comey's like, ugh. <laughs> you could hear the music from The Omen playing in the background. Oh. Like, Santos Dominus. <laughs> Comey's like, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use what I love to use best in dire and weird political circumstances like this and with regards to james comey right yeah i apply pop culture to it all right so i mean i it reminded he reminds me of two people the first one is um what's his name apollo from battlestar galactica the reimagining <laughs> all right um when uh when he got gaius baltar elected Oh <laughs> shit! And then condemned humanity on New Caprica. Oh right. my god! That's who he reminds me of. And I'll never like. Uh, I think it was President Roslin who said like, um, he did. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but this is definitely coming more from me than it does from President Roslin. But to paraphrase President Roslin, she was like, uh, he did the wrong thing for the right reasons uh you know which is Whoa. which i like the more i hear james comey talk the more i i realize that you know he, he believes in justice like so much so that it's almost kind of naive to the fact that they're like in he sees it in very much like black and white right mm. because i'm i'm assuming like in the fbi when you're in law enforcement you're taught like especially a man like James Comey, he sees things as like right and wrong. Mm -hmm. He never sees like that. There's gray areas where it's just like, you know, this could fuck us in the long run, like could fuck over the entire American people. If you know, Hillary, if Hillary Clinton loses, it's, it's true. And he probably like many of us underestimated the, the absolute wretchedness that still exists in this country, how right. so many people voted for Trump, but at the same time, so many people didn't vote at all. Like, we we kind of brought this on ourselves as well. We did, and he wants he wants the uh, it, when I saw that interview with George Stephanopoulos, he's like he wants us to to bathe in that water. Yeah, for the next three years with Trump, because he's just like, you know, if he gets impeached, then it'll be it'll be a short circuit to like our political system. Mm. And, you know, we should really kind of just live with this, live with our sins. And I'm like, really? Come you on, know, man. <laughs> it's one thing to live with the, with the sin and, and learn from it. I, I think this guy can mess things up so badly that the country in some shape or form uh, could be destroyed. I mean, I think he could leave us in such a hole um, financially in terms of our standing around the world that America will never really recover. And we'll have to go through a restructuring and anybody who's 
seen like corporate restructuring knows that that is a painful fucking process. But I really love your comparison to um, uh, to Apollo. Apollo, I gotta say, you I get, you get applause for that. <laughs> Yes. But that's not the only person I, I would also compare him to. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's not the only person I would compare him to. I also would compare him to Tony Stark during Civil War, the comics event, not the actual like kind kind of kind of like kind of a bit of the the movie stuff. Oh. But um, uh, especially something uh, James Comey said, he, he was like uh, the in the Stephanopoulos interview, he was like, you know, it sickens to me to my stomach to think that like it was my actions that actually, you know, swayed the vote mm -hmm. and, you know, swayed it into the hands of Trump. It makes me sick to my stomach. But the fact of the matter is, like, if I would if I had a time machine and I would go back and do it all again, I would. And that struck me as I was like, that's such a Tony Stark thing to say, like, especially during that that whole Civil War event. Uh, in the comics, mm -hmm. like that's when uh, when they were confronted with when he was confronted with uh, Cap's death when Captain America died. Spoilers. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> read the comics, people. Um, he was like, you know, I feel really bad about all everything that happened. I feel bad that Goliath died. I feel bad that Captain America <laughs> died. But you know, if I had to do it all again, of course I would. Because, and that's the thing is like. Well, what does that what does that whole comics event teach us? It's like Tony is a person of like absolutes. Like they have to things have to, things either are or aren't. Hmm. There can be no in between. Like there has to be like a right and wrong. And he's like, and that's where I think James Comey fits. He fits in that like in that, that area. That is a, that's a symptom of of really deep narcissism when things have to be. Is it though? Complete absolutes. Yeah, because if when you when you look at things as like they must be one way or another, especially to an entire system of thought, then it shows you that there is there is no new nuance and you're oversimplifying the world. Now, are some things black and white? Sure. But most of the time when it comes down to human affairs, things are just fucking messy. And you have to find ways to navigate around it otherwise you're imposing like this impossible or next to impossible will on situations that don't quite fit that way you know right um at least at least that's what i think i mean um again great comparison uh mm. to tony stark i would liken james comey to um uh, Sandoval on Earth Final Conflict <laughs> uh, because he, a show which I just started watching. Don't spoil it for me. All right, no, I, I, I won't. I won't. But the the one of the main one of the main characters, Sandoval, who who are you right there? Do you need something to drink? Is your is your throat a little? I'm fine. Okay. Okay. All right. You have a little dork in your throat. Dork. Okay. Sorry. Right. There you go. It's out. <laughs> Woo. Glad you got it out. I didn't want you to choke on that shit. <laughs> But uh, Sandoval is this like duplicitous character on the show who you you from the get go you you don't like him he he's one of the companion protectors um, he uh, is definitely in love with his power but he always he's always working to another end um, okay and 
at first you think it is it's for his own like progress but he's he's a very nuanced character and and he shows with impeccable hair with impeccable guy, yeah. hair yeah it's like god damn that guy's got a head of hair even when he gets tossed around like in some explosion like he'll roll over on the ground and his hair is just perfectly quaffed <laughs> i don't know what kind of gel they used back in the 90s but it's probably outlawed because it had like keratin in it or some <laughs> shit like that but Ryan, like rhinoceros tusk. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's, it's like this is endangered stuff, yeah. you know. You can only, yeah. But, but yeah, no. You were saying, like, uh, but yeah, but he's a he's a duplicitous and nuanced character that at some point you're gonna hate him, and then at other points you're gonna be like, oh, he's not so bad, and then go, wait a minute. So I think that's what James Comey is right now. He's he's sort of we kind of sort of like him because. He's saying this stuff against somebody who we don't like, definitely. Um, but at the same time, like, rewind to two years ago, just before the election, and the the actions that he took, and it's just like this guy is in the pocket of really. You still, you still, really, you still think that, despite all the interviews, like <sighs> I, the the interviews really changed my mind about him. I don't know. I, I just I don't trust that guy. I, okay. Okay. I, I think he's I mean, like I said, like he says some things that make me go, yeah, tell him, you know, yeah. the president's a scumbag. But yeah. I, then I have to remember, like, dude, you you were part of the machine. You like, left us. You left us. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty terrible. What we're, the situation where we're at. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's. That's our. That's where we are. We're in. We're in the mid-season climax <laughs> of this. This uh, of this Earth final conflict. Of Earth <laughs> final conflict. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that. I think that he he deserves another shot in terms of like. He not another shot, but just like he deserves to be reflected on, like as like what were his intentions? I really, actually, I sincerely don't think that he was duplicitous by any stretch of the imagination. I just think he was doing his job and he was approaching it like an FBI person would. Like I have to do the right thing, and I'm doing it f- like in this really weird time. Okay, okay, maybe we'll see. I mean, history. If there's still history being written, then history will show what um, what his real intentions were. Do, do, do you love how we keep drifting into that whole, like, you know, the world might end. Yeah, no. <laughs> it really might. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, I was like telling Sabrina today, I was just like, I don't know. I really don't want to be part of of the generation that ends all generations, you know. I don't want, like, I don't want to live to see the end. But it's it sometimes it kind of feels that way. I mean, it's not a coincidence that um, this this thing with uh, the porn star was getting like really excuse the term hot and heavy in the media. It's like you couldn't you could not <laughs> avoid it. <laughs> and then suddenly, oh shit, we got a bomb, Syria. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, that 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 whole thing feels like it was there's just, a lot of shady shit going on because like I I. I'm just glad he's not getting the accolades as the last time he had to where where was that runway that he bombed? Was that in Syria? That too? was in Syria, yeah. Shut up, fucking Syria. Yeah. So yeah, when he had bombed that runway, like 
people, some people from both sides of the aisle were like, oh, that was a decisive action. And I hated that shit because I was just like, it's a fucking distraction. This time, like he did it, people were distracted for like two seconds and then we're back to Even it. Brian Williams was like, look at those bombs. They're beautiful how they like explode. And I was like, what is going uh, on? Like, have we collectively just lost our minds? Um, but yeah, this this whole like... This soap opera that is our like political system is really, it's really fucking weird. Like the the Stormy Daniels, the Michael Cohen like getting his office raided, mm. and you know like I love that by the way. Um, and then now Sean Hannity like getting ousted, <laughs> like, revealed that he's a you know what's behind that curtain, Doctor Doom. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the internet almost fucking melted yeah, down when that <laughs> news came out. I was like, yeah. holy shit! And he had the nerve to. On his show, then yeah. he—that was probably the highest ratings he'll ever get too, because everybody tuned in. Like, what's Dude, he gonna say? Yeah, what, like, how is he gonna spin this? And he's like, "I, uh, my dick fell, and <laughs> tripped, and I that I was just fucking him. I, I was just, <laughs> next thing I knew, I was inside him, and he, he was in in some way he was inside me. But I, you know, <laughs> it happens to anybody. <laughs> but I want my privacy because." <laughs> You know, we just spoke one time and blah, 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 blah. He used the Saul Goodman, you know, like, method of, like, being a retainer. He, like, <laughs> you know, I gave him 10 bucks and then he gave me legal advice. It's like, <laughs> dude, the, the, I don't know if that actually – does that exist in legal terms? I don't know enough, like, <laughs> legal people to – like, like, is that a thing that exists where you hand a lawyer 10 bucks and he gives you legal advice? Doesn't that he – doesn't that make you his lawyer? I like, think it or does. Make, make make him your lawyer. Sorry. I think Ugh, it does. Language. <laughs> I think it does. I mean, he j- he just tried to spin this shit, and he should be. Well, I mean, if if there's anything that proves that Fox News is no bastion of journalism, like they're they're behind him 100. percent Yeah. Well, they they're behind they're supporting every him. reprehensible piece of shit, unless. Like what the hell got um, O'Reilly fired? Uh, oh, um, he uh, sexual harassment charges. Okay, like a bunch of sexual harassment charges, which I'm honestly surprised Hannity hasn't been like, you know, charged on because, the, um, yeah, I mean he comes off he comes off like a complete scumbag, mm-hmm. right? You know he has like skeletons in his past, and then uh, lo and behold, like I was digging through the internet the other day, and I saw a picture of Hannity, Sean Hannity, at the Bunny Ranch. Um, oh and I was God, that's like, right, I saw that one. <laughs> and I was like, like what, what, what? Are we living in the darkest timeline where it's like everything is like, everything feels like it's uh, you know, uh, it's part of a bad soap opera. It's like WWE style like dramatics <laughs> where it's like out of out of nowhere like you know john bolton with the chair you know? <laughs> <laughs> ddt ddt oh man yeah. i haven't seen a ddt in years yeah. holy shit oh jake the snake we miss you yeah <laughs> john- you know, Robert Mueller from the top rope, you know, <laughs> oh, shit, oh, shit, you know, it's it's just so it's too much. It's too much. And I think <laughs> that's why nowhere. I wanted to like, like, I, I've been. Do you smell what Barack is cooking? <laughs> <laughs> Bam. Oh, that'd be crazy. And he comes in. <laughs> 
wearing a muscle suit because he's like super skinny. <laughs> oh man, oh, man, yeah, dude, it's it's fucking crazy out there. That's it's crazy. Like I don't like he, everything's gone haywire. Our political system. Like the police, like have lost their minds, and oh. no one's finding any. I feel like for the moment, I haven't heard any accountability on behalf of the police, especially with the whole like Starbucks thing that happened recently. Well, the, the police just, you know, they they do what they do. They, um, they're the dogs of the state, and they harass people who have little to no power. Um, the thing with Starbucks, though, is symptomatic of. Uh, something larger and ingrained in the culture um it's like white people calling the police on black people and that furthering um white supremacy and marginalization uh, this thing at starbucks where two black men were just waiting on their white friend uh on not i don't even know if they were friends but they they were going to meet a white guy there uh, for a business meeting and uh, they didn't buy anything. They were sitting in a coffee shop, which is what people do. They go into coffee shops and they sit and yeah. they wait on people. And then when the person arrives, they usually buy coffee and, right. and you know, talk business, you know. Um, but because they didn't buy anything initially, they got the cops called on them and were carted off to jail. They were handcuffed and carted off. They weren't disturbing anybody. They weren't being raucous. They were just there. Yeah. And I'm so glad that that society did not let this go. No. Because it's so easy to, for just anti-blackness to get swept under the rug. And it's like, oh, you know, what can you do? Uh, yeah. It's like people were really upset on, about this, and rightly so. And it prompted action from um, Starbucks. The CEO said, I... Um, I either he has or he's going to meet with these two gentlemen and apologize to them personally, which I which is I feel is um, which is a good gesture. But more importantly, uh, I sometime close to the end of May, um, eight thousand star Starbucks locations will close down in the afternoon, and all of the staff will go to um, anti-racial bias training. Okay. Which I feel is a good first step. It it by no means is going to um, erase the ills of society or even the ills that happen when you go into somebody's business establishment. But I feel like that sends a message. Like there's an issue that needs to be addressed. Because I'm cynical, I see it as a way that they're covering their own ass. Well, it's a you know what? It's true. Yeah. It's like I won't deny that. But at the same time, this is what businesses do. Businesses are not people, you know. True. And I and I and I, <laughs> and I want no, people yes, to always remember that shit. Businesses are in the business of business. Yeah. You can put that on a T-shirt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're also getting paid five dollars every time we use the word business today. <laughs> business. <laughs> so. Business. So they just want to, you know, like you said, cover their own asses. Um, and this is what they do. What they they could have. They could have done a lot of other things to to cover their asses, maybe done a stupid gesture like, oh, these gentlemen will get free Starbucks, you know, anytime they want for a full year or, or whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, make it like a marketing thing. 
but they were just this the CEO and the you know all the the head big wigs they came out and they said this is not what we want to foster um, as part of the, the message of Starbucks right we want to foster um, equality inclusiveness and overpriced coffee <laughs> <laughs> And Soylent Green is people. Uh, so, yeah, that's, I, I guess, I don't know. I see it as a cynical business move. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, you might you might say that it's like an important, it is important, but I, I, like, I can't help but see Starbucks as like a, uh, just a faceless corporation that, um, Right, it sells overpriced coffee, but at the same time, it just—I feel like it. Um, they, I mean, they, I mean, yeah, no doubt, I can't they are, find the words. They are to, a giant, faceless corporation, but I got to say, as somebody who is extremely sensitive to um, responses to racism and things along those lines, I kind of dig this. You know, it is by no means the last word. Oh, they, and they're also making this requir- required training for all new hires when they're onboarding. So. I feel, I feel like this is a good first step and is something that should continue to evolve. And it's light years ahead of anything that even that H and M did, right? Or like you know, um, Chick Fil A or <laughs> Southwest Airlines. Southwest <laughs> Airlines, by the way, just needs the positive press because Southwest Airlines are like their slogan right now is like "Fuck you, you're flying," you know. <laughs> Because it's cause like, did you God. see that fucking that news report about that lady that got fucking sucked out of a uh, out of a fucking oh like, man a, a a window like a like uh, an airplane window because uh, reading that just got worse <laughs> and worse because yes. I was I was I was at jury duty and somebody was just like oh there was there was an incident on an airplane in the air for you know Southwest Airlines and I was just like. Somebody died. I was just like, oh, my God, that's terrible. what happened. It's just like uh, the engine. Ex- the engine. <laughs> well, first they said, you know, um, and uh, and an engine fell off. And I was just like, God damn, that's terrible. But thinking back, I was like a plane can still maneuver and land. It's just like, oh, no, no, that's not what happened. The engine exploded and shrapnel made its way yeah, like, into, into the plane, into the plane. I was just like, that's that's a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Sabrina was saying that. She was like, somebody got killed by shrapnel. And I was like, did they? I heard different. I thought they got sucked out of an airline, like an airplane window. And then we both did our research, and it was it was the it was a combination of both, mm-hmm. which made it like like we had to stop talking about it. Just like just like I'd like to stop talking about it because I'm afraid to fly. Well, she almost got sucked out of the airplane, but I think some of the passengers helped to keep her in. Oh, I thought like half of her was hanging outside the airplane and she hit. The, you know what? I don't want to talk about this. Anyway, let's talk about lighter fare. Can we please? Can we just move on? <laughs> All right, let's move on. Move on. But before we move on, we uh-huh. just got to let you know that I'm Ernesto Mancillo. And I'm Pablo Morali Martinez. And together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The internet is full of weird things. A lot, a lot of weird things. Yeah. Considering it's such a powerful tool that has done many things. <laughs> it has toppled empires, I hear. It has. It has. A <laughs> great woman once said that. A great woman that is right in the producer's booth. Yeah. 
Hi, Sabrina. Hey. She's waving at us from the producer's booth. Hey. <laughs> she really is waving. I know. Yay. It's like, it's like we're a celebrity. We're like so special. Oh, my God. But, uh, oh yes. God, <laughs> breathe. Breathe. <laughs> But it's full of very weird things, some of which we've brought you on our various uh, media outlets like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Yes. So um, you can count on us to bring the weirdness to you. Um, But there's something, as you all know, or you may be shocked to find out. The land of memes. The land of memes. And we're pretty big Simpsons fans, despite its... Ups and downs and flaws. Yeah, despite the fact that last episode we were, we were on we that were ass shitting <laughs> all over the Simpsons. <laughs> but yeah, um, we still love it. We do, we yeah. do, and apparently so do a lot of other people online, and they've become hyper focused on one episode where Seymour Skinner invited Superintendent Chalmers to his house for an unforgettable luncheon. Yes. And uh, for those of you who are not familiar with the show, I'll just do a, a quick recap. He originally planned to make a, what was it, like a roast beef or something like His that? His roast. He never indicates what kind of roast it okay. is, but it's definitely a roast. <laughs> it's some sort of roast. <laughs> and he um, he, end, he ends up burning it. Yeah. Um, but the superintendent has already arrived or is about to arrive. So um, su- the superintendent's in the house. And he devises a plan to replace uh, the luncheon that he was cooking with burgers from Krusty Burgers, yes. which is just across the field yeah. from his house. Yeah. It's it's a delightfully devilish plan, actually. Yes. Delightfully devilish. God. But before he can like exit out the back window of his house and, and run to Krusty Burger... Uh, the superintendent walks into the kitchen and sees <laughs> Seymour Skinner with one leg on the window. Yeah. And he questions him. And so Seymour plays it off like he's just doing, you know, stretches, isometric exercises. Mm-hmm. And um, the superintendent notices that there's smoke coming out of the <laughs> oven. And he's just like, is there smoke coming out of the oven? And he's just like, oh, that's not smoke. It's steam for the <laughs> steam, steam clams. clams that we're having. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. So anyway, jumps out the window, uh, gets go, the crusty burgers. Gets the crusty burgers, comes back, serves it to the superintendent, and he was just like, "I thought you were. You said we were having steamed clams." He was like, "Oh no 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 no! I said we're having steamed hams." Could you please continue this story? Because right. I feel absolutely yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> recounting, like I was there. I feel like you're getting parched. Like <laughs> just like, like <laughs> steamed hams. Um, but yes, uh, the superintendent's like, uh, okay, this that's great. You call these things steamed, steamed hams, despite the fact that they are obviously grilled. And he shows, you know, Principal Skinner that the grill marks on the burger, and Skinner's like, oh, whoa, uh, I, you know what, I'm just, you know what, excuse me. And then he goes back into the kitchen, uh, sees that the kitchen is completely on fire, comes back. <laughs> And uh, tells Superintendent Chalmers, he's like, ooh, I'm bushed. You know, maybe we should call it a night. And he's like, Superintendent's like, yeah, sure, absolutely. Let's, you know, um, you, you're an odd fellow, but you, you steam a good ham. And then <laughs> Superintendent Chalmers exits. 
And then uh, <laughs> as he looks back on Skinner, who's standing in front of his house, uh, it looks like the, ho- the entire house is burning. And you can hear Skinner's mom just going, help, help, you know? You forgot one one really cool part, though, like when, um, oh, that's when right. Seymour comes back from the kitchen. Uh, yeah, how can I forget? He's like, uh, you know, uh, the superintendent's like, whoa, he catches a, a glimpse of what's <laughs> happening in the kitchen and the fire that's going on. And he's like, wait, what is that? It, it, oh, my God, what's happening in there? And Skinner's like, Aurora Borealis. He's like, Aurora Borealis. In the, <laughs> this part of the day, in this part of the country, localized entirely within your kitchen. He's like, yes. And, and, and Superintendent Chalmers is like, can I see it? He's like, no. <laughs> it's a classic moment in The Simpsons. It's great. Like, just brilliant writing. And for some reason, the people of the internet have taken to... Obscene lengths take, to, to actually get this. They, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. It's There's like a million. Amazing. It's a million variations on the same theme. They've taken it's that like scene <laughs> and done... Everything that you can imagine to it, and and they still come out with fresh ideas. They turn it into a music video. They splice it and put it with different music and make it dark. Yeah, you know they've they've gotten animators. Yes, to reanimate the entire. There's a brilliant uh, clip of it floating around on Facebook and I'm sure YouTube, where every 13 seconds it changed it changes to a different animation style but of course my favorite is of uh uh well uh uh, uh <laughs> jeff goldblum uh during his uh his uh his take on it which is fantastic of course you can uh, add jeff goldblum to anything yes. and it, it automatically like raises the profile it does you know so it's like if we can get him one day to be a guest on this show Oh my God, that'd be intense. It'd be unfucking believable. <laughs> oh, we man. hope he listens in the- his pod <laughs> <laughs> when he gets teleported to his other telepod. It comes better. I don't know why I cited the fly too. Uh, because it's a great line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Stoltz at his best. Come on, people. Hey, man. Underrated movie. No, Eric it's Stoltz. not. It's fucking terrible. Is Eric Stoltz in the MCU? No. I feel like he is. No, definitely not. No, that was Robert Redford. Yes, that was Robert Redford. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitively older gentleman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, no, I feel like Eric Stoltz was in the MCU and then got recast with Michael J. Fox. That's back oh, to, back, oh. <laughs> back to the Future reference. That's right. <laughs> oh, God. That's Eric's- crazy. That's like, a whole other timeline. It really is. <laughs> I am dying to see the footage of Eric Stoltz as Marty McFly. It's out there somewhere. Yeah, I know. It's floating out there. I've only seen pictures of it. Oh, shit. It's so funny when you see iconic characters from classic shows that were at first played by somebody else. One of my favorite uh, sci-fi shows, which I'm sure you'll probably make fun of me for, uh, Star Trek Voyager. Okay. No, I'm not going to make fun of you. Okay, that. thank you. So, um, originally, I forget the name of the actress. You're, ho- you're holding something in right now. I, I I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not, I swear. Just, I swear. I'm not. Um, so, the, the character was famously played by... Um, uh, right, Kate Mulgrew? Kate Mulgrew. Thank yeah. you very much. And she did an excellent job. She was the quintessential... I know the show. 
<laughs> Apparently, yeah, you do. Yeah. Well, your wife made this comment like several episodes ago. It's like, for somebody who riffs on this show, you sure do know yeah, a lot I, about I'm Star Trek. I'm steeped in the lore of Star yeah, Trek. You are <laughs> quite steeped. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. You were gonna, you were saying. But originally, it was played by this British actress who had a completely different acting style, much more subdued. And this role, I mean, it's it's sci-fi that's slightly campy, um, has its moments of schlock, and you've got to be like a little more vivid than life to to be like a character on Star Trek. Um, and this <laughs> this British actress was like, you know, a very subdued and composed woman. Right. And like, I think after like the first day of filming the first episode, she was like, "Nope, really? not doing this." She was like, "This isn't for me. Sorry." And wow. they had, and they had called in Kate, who was like second runner up, and they're just like, "Hey, we lost the lead. Uh, you want to step in?" And she stepped right the fuck in. And how was, did you say no to like Star Trek? Is like a name brand, you know? It is. It is. But I think that for some people, going from stage acting to like to like TV, uh, serial TV acting yeah. is like that's a whole different thing. It's a whole different pacing which I bet is really jarring to an actor that's used to doing stage and Shakespeare. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's so weird because I've often looked, seen Star Trek as like a Shakespearean thing. That's why I found it so boring. Um. <laughs> there was almost a compliment in there and then yeah. <laughs> pelvic punch. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I enjoy parts of star trek i've enjoyed part like uh certain episodes other episodes i'm just like i can't i can't do it and it that's primarily like the boredom of it has <laughs> you know what i'm gonna stop talking now. yeah no please you know <laughs> i can't wait to find the thing that you love the most in you, pop culture. Dude, you, we're going to go see it together. The thing we love the most in pop culture. All right. I'm going to find something. <laughs> something else. I'm no, I'm going to find something in it, and I'm just going to shit all over it. <laughs> shit like on. you don't take shots at, like, freaking Tony Stark every chance you get? Uh, but that's different. <laughs> I just do it because I know it irritates you. I don't actually not like Tony Stark. Okay. Um, but I'm gonna find something that like you genuinely like. I don't know. And then I'm gonna shit on it until I make it dark. <laughs> that was gross. But yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Ugh, gross. But uh, but anywho, yeah. I, I guess that leads us into the next part uh, where we're fucking kicking out. Yeah, dude, it's gonna be. I'm freaking so excited, and I. You're right. I have to stop looking at the TV spots for Infinity War because I I. And, and the thing is that all the TV spots and all the commercials haven't given away any of the plot points. Yeah. That's what I really respect about it. But, you know, uh, seeing Spider-Man kick Thanos in the face and then, you know, oh. Iron Man come after him with a sword. I was like, you know, it's the stuff of like my 13 year old <laughs> dreams, you know, TV spot spoilers. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be fucking insane. I like I don't I'm not even I don't think I was even this excited for the first Avengers movie. <laughs> first Avengers movie. Excuse me. For the first Avengers movie. I mean, we and I was pretty excited. Yeah. Um, but this, this is this is the culmination of ten years of geekdom. Yes. Yeah. I know. I'm it's all come down to this. And they keep ta- you know, 
touting it as like, you know, are you are you ready for all of it to end? And I'm like, I'm just like, it, there's going to be a part two. Stop saying it's going to end. Seriously, like later in the summer, we got Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's not going to end. But yeah. um, imagine if it does, though. Imagine if at the <laughs> during the end credits, they were just like, thanks for sticking with us for 10 years. We're not making any more Marvel movies. <laughs> the movies they shut down production. The movies that were going to come down later this this uh, year were just fakes. Yeah, um, Men in the Wasp. The trailer was just like a complete like like they just made that on a soundstage. Like, like, like it took <laughs> took about three days to get all the shots, and then they were just like, you know what? We're packing up. Sh- we're packing like, up shop. And it's just like, why? It's like because we made all the money. There's literally nothing else. We have all your fucking money. All of it. <laughs> We're starting a country called Disney. <laughs> and we will only invite the best and the smartest to be on Marvel Land. <laughs> that would when be... It turns into THX... TH, TH, th- th- Jeez, boop. Let's try that again. THX uh, 1138. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Just, you know. Make us all un- sexless eunuchs. Jesus Christ, I forgot that's how that's how uh, stark that movie was. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this movie uh, this movie is gonna flip the universe like on its head sideways. It's it's. I mean, they've said this about previous Marvel movies, like it changes the MCU forever. Yeah, and to certain extents they have, but this is gonna be that film, especially since there are very strong rumors and pretty much confirmations that some characters are going to die. Yeah. You know? I, there's a part of me that thinks that the like Dr. Strange is going to just going to bite it. And that the, o- the only oh, Dr. Shit. Strange movie that there's going to be is just going to Dr. Strange one. And they're just like, you see, God damn. Yeah, no, we fooled you all, you know? Um, so, I, w- I would not like that. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't either, but I think it is a ballsy choice. It's a ballsy choice, but it's like, Come on, man! It's like, <laughs> don't don't pull a quicksilver on us. Yeah, like, I know, right? um, Speaking of which, like I've heard crazy, crazy rumors mm-hmm. um, on the interwebs about the craziness that Thanos is going Thanos is going to bring. I heard, and don't tell anybody. You listeners, <laughs> just shh, don't tell anyone. Oh man, this is so creepy. <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> and eat all of our cheese no uh, but that's really weird no i i heard that he's gonna come into our house and rub his dick on the phone oh my and god he's gonna then he's gonna call us later oh. <laughs> and then we'll he'll just laugh hysteric he's just gonna be like stealing that jerk from david tell <laughs> hey everyone i rubbed my big purple dick on your phone <laughs> <laughs> but um no i heard that in the movie he brings back all the villains that have died in the MT- mcu that would be amazing like if he did. all the way from red skull to fucking killmonger that would be i don't know i see, i would just start flinging rampant, shit around uh, there, yeah, just like, like ah! rampant speculation i would love it if he brought back like i said before i would love it if you Brought uh, Nicolas Cage as the Ghost Rider. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> He's just like I'm alive. <laughs> ah. 
Oh man! Oh my God! Yeah, but that would be that would be amazing if Thanos brought that Ghost Rider to like fucking, you know, fight the Avengers. But uh, it would be so good if he if if he just went fucking nuts with that power, and did something that that just nobody is expecting. Like, <sighs> well, we're only seeing like him with like two of the gems: the Power Stone and the time the Space Stone. Do you think during the course of the movie he'll he'll, he'll get them all? He'll, probably he'll, towards. He probably won't assemble it either towards the like. He won't assemble it in this movie. He might assemble them all, in like the opening minutes of the the, the second Avengers movie. So I'm, I'm just kind of psyched for that. So. I'm, I'm speaking like speaking of old characters that get brought back. Have you watched the Lost in Space remake? I have. Yeah, yeah. What did you think about that? I really liked it. Yeah, I really. I, liked I watched it. the first episode. Um, uh, me and Sabrina watched the first episode, and we thought it was pretty good. Pretty good. I didn't expect to see General Grievous make an appearance in that. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> oh man, dude! Like, when I, as soon as I saw that robot, General Kenobi. <laughs> yeah. I always think General Grievous is like. <laughs> it's a, it's a guy doing a bad Rastafarian impression. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's it's like chill, man. I've got four, you know. <laughs> but as quick sidebar, people have made a really brilliant um, edit off of the recent trailer for the Winnie the Pooh live action movie that Ewan McGregor is in. Okay. And they took a part where he's sitting on a bench and he turns around and he actually sees Winnie the Pooh uh, like emerging from the back of the bench. Okay. And they dubbed in like their voices from Attack of the Clones. So you see Ewan McGregor turn around and he goes, hello there. <laughs> and then Winnie the Pooh like... <laughs> what, four arms come out of him? He, he like <laughs> four arms with light, no, four lightsaber blades come out from the back of the, oh, shit. as he raises his head. And he goes, and he looks at me, he goes, General Kenobi. And I was like, <laughs> and it's like, you could watch that on loop forever. Oh, it's my God. so good. But like lately, <laughs> the thing that I've been watching on a loop forever is like, you know, Japanese game shows are really fucked up. Like, yes. Um, but I've been watching and my wife, like, <laughs> we've kind of both been watching, like, this prank of uh, these uh, Japanese people just going into an elevator and the bottom of the elevator drops out. Oh, I love that one. And then people, <laughs> you, it, like, they slow down the camera motion so you see every frame of fear on this person's face <laughs> and it's the funniest thing that I've ever seen in my life just thinking that these people are living their last seconds on earth Japanese <laughs> and then they slide yes and then they slide them they slide down a fucking thing and then they just drop shit like oh my god gallons of cum oh my god Ew. oh Jesus Japanese <laughs> prank shows are they, nobody tops them like no because they don't give a fuck no. they're just like because some of these things that they do in America like people would catch heart attacks just because we're all like you know in bad health but yeah. I feel like in Japan since they have longer lifespans in certain parts of Japan <laughs> certain part not all parts of Japan right. because they do work themselves to death right. but oh my god 
It's fucking crazy. Yeah. God, all the elevator. I think one of my favorite ones, this wasn't a, a Japanese one, but they had done this, I think as part of a prank show, but also as an advertisement for like uh, ultra HD TVs. They replaced like the windows of a particular office and they set up this office. So it seems like people were coming in for an interview <laughs> and they put speakers all around the outside of the room to really enhance the sound. So the the window, which is now an ultra HD TV, I know this. Yes, and it's like it's just it's just looks like the outside, and then they CGI'd a meteor, a giant meteor crashing off in the, into the horizon, and then the destructive the wave, shock wave, yeah, coming toward the window, and the guy being interviewed is going like, "Oh my God, there's it's the end of the world," and the <laughs> boss is just like, "Oh God," and everything gets loud, and all the lights go out, and then the room's just dark. And the person they're in there, and then they have a, then they have a night camera to see what they're doing while they're lying on the floor. They're crawling around like, what's going on? Dear Lord, dear Lord, please save <laughs> yeah. my soul. And then they turn I'm on. Sorry the- for that thing that I did. I swear I'll never do that thing again. It's like, and then nothing they- happens. Then they're just like, ah ha ha, we they- tested your faith. They- <laughs> Then they turn on the lights and they're like, oh, this was just a joke. LG Ultra HD TV. Yeah. Isn't it lifelike? They're just like, I shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear my, my wife's cap like, laughing in the producer's booth right now. Like, I, I thought I'd never see my shit. kids again. <laughs> oh, that's it's I was great. Like, stuff. Should I call my mom? <laughs> LGTV, <laughs> the most lifelike fear you'll ever experience. <laughs> you'll uh, split your pants uh, when you see the, the crystal clear HD quality. It's it's great stuff. And again, we all owe it to the internet. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> oh man, and I'm sure the internet will give us even more stuff for next week, which we'll of course, of course, yes, report we'll discuss to you at on. length. <laughs> Absolutely. But until then, yes, dear listeners. I'm Ernesto Mancipo. And I'm Pablo Morale Martinez. And together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. You have yourself a pleasant day. Song of the week. It was always me versus the world. Until I found it's me versus me. stays on earth we're gonna put it in reverse darling i told you many times and now i'm telling you once again just to remind you sweetheart that my oh lamar hail mary your mary times is hard pray with the hooligan shadows all in the dark Fellowship with demons and relatives, I'm a star Life is one funny mob A true comedian, you gotta love him You gotta trust him, I might be bugging Infomercials and no sleep Introverted by my thoughts, children listening gets deep See once upon a time inside the niggas and garden projects The object was the process and digest poverty's dialect Adaptation inevitable, gun violence by federal policies, rape builders and drug professionals Anthony was the oldest of seven, well respected, calm and collected Laughing and joking made life easier. Hard times, my mom. 
A four-year-old telling his nanny he needed her. His family history pimping and banking. He was meant to be dangerous. Clacked him a grip and starts 15, stepping up his jeans with quarter pieces. Even got some from a smoker last weekend. Dodger policeman working for his dick on me. Smart time hustler graduated to a brick on him. $10,000 out of for project housing. That's on the daily. Seen his first meal, 20 years old. Had a couple of babies. Had a couple of shooters. Caught a murder case. Fingerprints on the gun. They're assuming, but witnesses couldn't prove it. That was back when he turned his back and they killed his cousin. He beat the case and went back to hustling. Bird shuffling. Anthony rang. The first in the projects with the two-tone Mustang. That 5.0 thing. They say 5-0 came. Circling parking lots and parking spots and hopping out while harassing the corner blocks. Crooked cops told Anthony he should kick it. He brushed him off and walked back to the Kentucky Fried Chicken. See at this chicken spot that was a light skin. That talked a lot with a curly top and a gap in his teeth. He worked a window. His name was Ducky. He came from the streets to rob a Taylor home. Southside Project Chirac. The Terradome drove to California with a woman on him and $500. They had a son hoping that he see college. Hustling on the side with a 9 to 5. To freak it. Cadillac severely riding sun around on weekends. Three piece special with his name on his shirt pocket. Cross the street from the projects. Anthony planned to rob it. Stuck up the place before back in 84. That's when affiliation was really eight years of war. So many relatives telling us, selling us devilish work, scaling us crime, intelligent felonies, prevalent proposition with nines. Ducky was well aware. They robbed the manager and shot a customer last year. He figured he'd get on these good sides. Free chicken every time Anthony posted in line. Two extra biscuits. Anthony liked them and then let them slide. They didn't kill him. In fact, it looked like they're the last to survive. Pay attention. That one decision changed both of their lives. One curse at a time. Reversed and manifested. Good karma and i tell you why. You take two strangers and put them in random predicaments. Give them a soul so they can make their own choices and live with it. 20 years later, them same strangers you make them meet again. Inside recording studios where they reaping their benefits. Then you start reminding them about their chicken incident whoever thought the greatest rapper would be from coincidence because if anthony killed ducky top dog could be serving life while i grow up without a father and die in a gunfight <laughs> So I was taking a walk the other day, 